pretty much it to just like let go. It's like the sweet release of death. I can't even like hold on to my optimism. I am full irony nihilism. I am black pilled right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This <laughs> <laughs> is the black black yeah. pill ATO show. No, you've you've gone from vol sale to incel. Just, yeah. Just I made the incel uh once, once Pascal Siakam hit his fourth three, that that was it. Yeah, I. Wait, what did he say? He said he a, a hot mic caught him during the game tonight, like on the on the on the uh, NBC Sports Boston, where he's screaming at the ref. Oh yeah, everybody saw it. Fuck, who cares? It's pretty cool. Easily the coolest oh. thing Brad's done this year. Busted or not? Keep your composure. I have. I wrote down twenty questions. Uh, when the 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 game uh, looked out of reach. Uh, in other words, the second quarter. Um, so, I guess we're gonna wanna, jump into it. What do you? What's yeah, up? No, the Celtics have just made me want to join YPG. I'm gonna go fight in the Kurdish militias. I hate to I'll break come it back. to I'll you, come. dude. You're gonna lose. Oh <laughs> uh, damn. Whatever. And it's, I'm, it's I'm black funny. pills. I'm, this is Celtics black pill season. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, yeah. No, you, this is like a, a, a terrible day. And uh, now we're talking about Syria. Um, <laughs> just utter despair. We're going there, folks. <laughs> it's great. No, Syria's good. Um, Pakistan and India are fine. Nothing bad's going to happen there. It's all good. All right, well, let's let's get into it. Like I said, I got uh, twenty questions here on the ATO show. I'm at Ignal. We got my brother Jonathan, Lucky's Pipe, Sam Sheehan, Efren doing the production as usual. Guys, you got to be disappointed with the way they've come out of the break with their backs up against the wall. Of course, we're talking about the Lakers, who are now eleventh <laughs> in the West. Uh, how, how how do we feel about the Lakers, you guys? That's uh, you know what I'm I'm pretty mad at I, I hate it when big market teams steal things from small market teams it happens all the time in the NBA and both the Lakers and Celtics are stealing Cavaliers valor right now um, and I won't stand for it I won't just stand by and let something like this go unnoticed um, these guys didn't even serve in the Cavaliers military they didn't serve in any of these other, you know, factions or anything like that. So um, I'm, I'm against Valor Theft. Um, these teams are not actually the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, uh, you know, I think it's wrong of them to do that. I looked at all my coworkers in the face and I called them fucking coward frauds. And I was like, I'd trade you all for a bottle of water. Get out of my face right now. And now they, like, won't talk to me. And I don't know what I did. Honestly, it's all a distraction to me, really. Just get my work done. All right. Well, let's let's turn our attention to further east, where we got to see uh, Marcus Saul, uh, the 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 Marcus Saulus Grizzlies uh, defeat the Lakers in in a must win game for LA. Uh, what, what do we make of this? Um, it's basically the only thing basketball wise keeping me going at this point. You know, it it is probably is a good time to be pretty much every other team in the league because there's very high. Uh, large market uh, Schadenfraud across the league. So I, I, uh, you know, I, I'm very much enjoying the fact that the Lakers are three games back, four games back, with three teams to jump to make the playoffs. 
with only like 19 games left to go. Uh, not looking good for them, folks. So, uh, and you know, and it, it, in that case, you know, the Clippers might actually convey the pick, which I had pretty much uh, lost hope of uh, when they traded Tobias Harris. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, some things still look okay. Uh, yeah, when your when your when your happiness revolves around like running tankathon and like getting the like point three percent point zero three percent chance that like the Kings go up eleven spots to get a top five pick, it's, it's slim pickings right now. Uh, all right, let's talk about let's talk about the Celtics. Um, actually, the crowd here. We are dead tonight. I feel great. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually love that Celtics game. Uh, we, we should give everyone some context. That Raptors uh, Celtics ended what five minutes ago? Not even. Yeah. So we're all sad boys. Um, yeah, we've. This is. Uh, I, I don't know. I would have come into the pod with more energy if I had like bang banged like my girl and uh, what was the other? Is that the one? What's the one where the bee kills Macaulay Culkin? That movie's hilarious. I meant the other. Uh, 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 I meant the other one. Then that's hilarious. A dead Macaulay Culkin. But uh, any anything else that? Yeah, guys, I really appreciate the energy. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Everyone is going to be so excited. On, right. You like? On you want to listen to podcasts that have like ten seconds of dead space between? <laughs> Uh, here we go. Now we're gonna we're gonna inject some energy right now. Keep it morbid. No, 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 no. I've uh, I've decided uh, we're we're just gonna go uh, full full uh, irony. Uh, I actually think it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna invent a character right now for when the uh, Celtics lose that I will inhabit. Um, should it be uh, Chris Mannix? Chris Mannix Borat. Should, so should that be the character? Interviewing uh, butt naked. <laughs> Interviewing butt naked. Um, the the uh, the cannibal general who uh, killed everyone. Saw God. <laughs> saw God. Like he, he took a fucking cactus and was like, you know what? Killing kids is not. It's not a good idea. Chris, the fire. This is what this is what happens when the Raptors kill the Celtics, folks. Chris Farsberg, what do you think? Because I will tell you what I think. I think Kyrie Irving is uh, not nice. I would not trade him for the sheep of my wool. You can, you can find all this and more by subscribing to our Patreon. I think that's a good bit. Let's keep that. Yes. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, guys, I'm struck the, the Raptors just are really good. They just are. Uh, there's, there's no getting around it. It's very. It's gonna be. I mean, if we, if the Celtics do match up against them in the playoffs, it's gonna be very difficult to win a game in Toronto. I know Jonathan has no yeah. belief in them, uh, but uh, you know, the Raptors. I mean, against the Bucks, I don't. But against the Celtics, I mean, what would? How how fortunate would we be if Terry Rozier played like Norman Powell? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, part of that. Feels like part of the Celtics like losing games though is they like let go of the rope. Like that fucking second quarter was just such a goddamn backbreaker. Like nothing, like it, it, they just turned the ball over what like four times in a row 
it all started with fucking them, Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown both going for that rebound at the same time, and it trickled out of bounds. That was it. And then I mean, there was, was like nine offensive reboards in, or rebounds in a row. The Celtics couldn't hit a shot. Um, none of the threes went down. You compare this against the first quarter, where the Celtics were actually kind of like getting to the line um, and stuff like early on. I don't know. It seems like. It seems like this this Celtics team absolutely does like have the quit in it, which we're kind of not used to seeing since like the the tryhard Celtics of uh, and the punk rock Celtics of old, you know. I mean, it was it was uh, everything was fine when Kyrie was in. It's when the second unit came in, we got bad Gordon. Terry had one of his bad games. He finished actually with uh, eleven points, which is up for him recently. But it wasn't a good eleven points, mostly in garbage time. And Marcus Smart had a pretty rough stretch. So if you're going to have those three players not show up on that second unit and Daniel Tice have a dreadful stint, um, I mean, Toronto's too good. You can't fuck around with them. Yeah. Especially not I mean, in Toronto where what, well, the Celtics have now lost eight straight. Let, let me ask something. I mean, let's not get carried away. I mean, the Celtics were without Brad Wanamaker tonight. Um, so you got to think that would have changed things quite a bit. I do think Aaron missing Aaron Baines... Um, yeah. is is crucial because uh, just by the numbers, he's you know one of the best on off guys on the team. Yeah, no, literally, should, no, literally, he the should best probably start guy. when he comes back. Honestly, just go yeah. full 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 hog. Full full last year's Celtics. Yeah. Anyway, speaking just, of starting lineup changes, is it time to maybe slide Mook back to that second unit? Yes. Jalen. 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 Yeah. I feel like we don't utilize Jalen properly. Like, Jalen's always been a, a hot start kind of guy. I, I like him in that first unit, and Mook's come back down to earth after starting 50-40-90. J- Honestly, whatever whatever takes to get Terry and Jalen apart from each other, the, the one thing holding me back from going into it is, like, I like Gordon Hayward and Jalen together, but, like, they, they cannot survive these bench things where they don't know, like, Terry and Jalen don't know how to switch, and they're just, like, looking at each other, like, and it, they're, like, lost in an ethos between their eyes, and it's just, it's not good. I watched that, like, Godforsaken Bulls game. Um, like, I was, like, out that night, so I had to, like, watch it the next day. And I was, like, kind of blown away by how often Terry Rozier, like, unscreened, just let Zach Levine just run past him, like, away from the help. Like, it happened, like, three times in the game. I don't think he, like, runs into the paint. I, I, I don't know if it's, like, no, he got back the ground's on fire like thing, Lynn. but, like, he's... Yeah. yeah. All right, know, well... Jeremy Lin smoked him on a back door. He was losing his man... And he got left at the top of the key a bunch of times. This team just needs to like feel good about themselves right now because I mean they're they're clearly in, in a dark Body place right now. Celtics. Well, it's not over yet. They can still shake it up at the trade deadline. What's today's <laughs> date, by the way? Uh, I, uh, guys, the post game isn't even over. The fireworks haven't even begun. <laughs> we're ready. No, we need to. The no, Celtics need to. We're to, on to the bio bumble, baby. The pile pumble. I like that. Hold on, hold oh, on, that's on, a new on. segment. We need a point guard. Yeah. There's nothing left. What if, I, what if the Celtics just slid Marcus Smart back to the backup one? And no, cut he has those... to stay in the starting lineup. Dude, the back, no, no, no. no not, him, not, like, not leave the game. Or not, 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 no. not start, but go down. Uh, but when Kyrie subs out, Marcus takes over the backup point guard duties. Because Rozier uh, ain't cutting it. Like, yeah. it's been really bad for a really long time. 
You're not wrong there. Um, let's let's keep things moving though. Uh, uh, no, I, I, we should slow things down. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the character. I'm injecting some energy again. Okay, now, um, Borat, Chris Mannix is now uh, Borat, Bill Simmons. Uh, Celtic problem is uh, Kyrie Irving is talky-talky too much, not the play-play. You watch the game, even though Celtic, uh, they score more points. When Kyrie Irving out there, it's uh, not as good. That's not Borat. I don't know what that is. Well, can, I mean... <laughs> Keeping in line with the the last episode, can we can we have Lucky do the inverse, doing uh, uh, Borat quotes in Bill, Bill Simmons' voice? Oh, shit. Eh, I, I can't I can't fucking do Borat. <laughs> it's like eh, you know. All I can think of is I'm gonna drive him to the fucking airport. In it. <laughs> that's just that's just Bill Simmons being dumb. Cousin Sal, my wife. She went. I, I. They keep uh, my sister in the cage. I can't. They can't not do it anymore. <laughs> Good thing Efren can't edit tonight. Yeah. We're letting it go. All right. Qu- this is question all going three. In. Question three. We got twenty of these. Um, <laughs> question three. Uh, who's who's your least favorite Raptors player? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. He's just fucking all of them. I gotta respect like Kyle Lowry though. Even though he's infuriating to play against, you gotta respect the grift. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't really have. I don't really. Ha- I have no. I have. Yeah, I was gonna say. I have really have no animosity at all for really any of the Bucks or uh, maybe Eric Bledsoe a little bit, but uh, none of the Bucks or the Raptors. I really feel any animosity towards Kyle Lowry. I guess the most, but I feel like he's kind of like. Uh, like a warped version of Smurf. He's like if Kirby like ate Smurf and got his power. That's like what Kyle Lowry is. You don't despise Tony Snell? No, Tony Snell. How can you? That's like sad. Tony Snell's chill. Um, Who's your favorite favorite Raptors player? Pascal. Yeah, Pascal probably. OG Anobi is still. Yeah, I'm an OG guy. Short Um, shorts. OG was like the only Raptor to not hurt the Celtics. Kawhi is Alita Battle Angel's favorite player. <laughs> Just interviewed her for my upcoming article about the movie Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> I interviewed James Cameron actually uh, developed Kawhi Leonard as part of his, uh, his perfect movie about <laughs> alien life forms that have no emotions. <laughs> I love um, Pascal Siakam's uh, frenetic crossover. It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot going on there, but it's good. Um, it's like bigger Jalen Browns. Yeah, he led all players in scoring and rebounding. He's very good. He's very good. Um, who would you guys rather play, uh, Nets, Pacers, or Philly in round one? Philly. Pacers. Come on, Philly. Philly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, the Nets, but like, it's pretty close. <laughs> like, it's a, the Dude. Nets, but it's very close for me. I want Ben Simmons to take like three threes in a game against the Celtics. Uh, the, Nets, the Nets are definitely less scared of the Celtics than the uh, Sixers are. Like, for sure. Pacers don't scare me. Speak for yourself. Um, 
Wait, wait, you're really? I mean, I get they're playing well, but they lost Oladipo in a potentially seven-game playoff series. They're going to have Darren Collison on Kyrie Irving, and we have Al Horford on Miles Turner. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, you're right. Now I'm, I'm just, you know, this is after what they've lost I probably, dude, five of their last. I just seven. feel like. No, it's it's probably like Joel Embiid over Miles Turner, but I honestly believe in Miles Turner over almost everybody on all the other teams. That's fine, He's but really take, good. take your best big man, Al Horford, bust their ass. True. Um, expectations so high heading into the year, but you know, by any measure, that this team is disappointed. Uh, let's see where five thirty eight actually projects their playoff outlook. See, 18% for the Lakers making the playoffs. Pretty pretty crazy, huh? That's that's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) That's, uh, I guess, uh, you know, well, there's one thing we know about Nate Silver. He's never gotten uh, anything wrong when it comes to underdogs uh, succeeding in, in any of those things. So I feel pretty confident in his projections. Do you guys yeah, feel- Bill Simmons also projected that the Celtics would win 67 games, and I think um, at the year after the the Earth burns in a hellfire, I think that was that was the tweet. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Good looks. Uh, I love that he continues to yell that Kyrie is the problem when Kyrie is literal literally the only player besides like Al Horford who like has played well. Over the past, no, I, like I, I haven't been able to watch the post game, but like if Kyrie says some wild shit tonight, he totally, I will defend him. Like he has every right to say any what, blasphemy about. What would it take? Can, can I hop in with a question? What would it take for you guys for Kyrie to like lose you guys? Like, what would he have to say like in the post game interview? Because for me, it would need to, he he'd need to say something like, um, you know, actually I was behind. I, uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. I, I framed Timothy McVeigh. Like that would it would need to be like something like that. I convinced about, Jesse to fake his own costing. How about uh, how about fuck Hanukkah? <laughs> Kyrie, no, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton would be all over that. Yeah, Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> hey, Kyrie. He'd be canceled uh, yesterday. Wait, Sam, Kyrie Sam, who do you who do you blame most for, for what's happened for uh, on the Celtics? Yeah, uh, I don't know everybody. Honestly, like I, I'm Bill not Simmons. like yeah, Bill Simmons. Like not not uh, kind of. Um, I mean, I, I think honestly, it's probably it, it starts with uh, Brad. I, I guess um, probably needs gets the most blame because this is this is kind of the, the sort of shit you're supposed to sort out as a coach. You do need to be like a disciplinary. I don't think like Brad's on the hot seat or anything like that, you know. But this is uh, you know the sort of thing that you get paid to sort out. You know what I'm saying? When you do when you have a team that's as talented, um, you know, as the Celtics are, like, and he just doesn't like. We've had the same starting ro- you know rotation for whatever amount of time, lineups that don't work, stay in. Terry Rozier is still out there every game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that'd probably be who I'd lay the blame at the feet of the most, besides, you know, Gordon Hayward's ankle. Well, you got you anticipated my, my ninth question. Um, what, what do you guys <laughs> think? Uh, does, does Brad Stevens deserve some of the recent criticism he's been getting? 
Of course, but I don't know. I mean, I don't blame him for trying to get Gordon Hayward up to speed as quick as possible and letting him fail and giving him those reps. But, I mean, he's yeah, Terry Rozier is like the big glaring thing for me. Just no moves were made to exchange point guards or get a new one. Terry Rozier has been bad the whole season, and I think eliminating him from the rotation and putting in smart might not be the worst thing. Yeah, on, on one hand, you can't like you can't p- punish like Brad for not anticipating Gordon Hayward could only like play in twenty five percent of the games, but also this has been the most stagnant all the rotations have been. Like, do you remember, like we talk about the punk rock Celtics and all these other Celtics? They were like an experiment, and he like Brad Stevens used all the combinations is like you know we're just gonna throw it out there and see what works and. You know, even before the season started, he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to experiment with big lineups and all these other lineups. And it's really been like four or five lineups that we've seen that just don't work in different ways. Yeah. But like you need to you you need to do it to build confidence in these players that aren't performing or else you'll lose them. So it's just like it's a balancing act that loses all the time. You zoom out big picture, the Celtics numbers advanced are, are pretty good. What they're like fifth in defense, something like tenth in offense, third in yeah, they're still rating. third overall. Yeah, and, and it's it just doesn't really match the the feeling of the whole year. Part of that's expectations uh, that were clearly overinflated headed into the year. But you know, also I, I the numbers probably do overstate um, how how good this, the Celtics have been this year. I, I can't really put my finger. On it, a lot of their problems seem nebulous, and you know, if you fix one problem, you might cause another. Um, I believe it's called chemistry. There you go. Um, Acceptive roles. All right, I'm tired of talking about the Celtics. Uh, let's 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 go around the league. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Trey Young. We're going around the league, yeah. All right. Huge night for Trey Young. 36 points, eight threes. He's uh, 28 and three, uh, 58 true shooting since uh, Christmas. Uh, when you guys make a trade on, you surprised uh, that he, he's, he's sort of putting it together this year? Yeah, he's a uh, future Jeff Teague. It's great. Yeah. Very excited for Atlanta. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, in the later, Jeff Teague's definitely uh, going to be a big-time playoff uh, player for the, the, uh, the, the Atlanta Hawks. I'm really excited to see him shine through. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know, like – this is this was kind of their plan was to like get the reps. I'm glad that like he hasn't been like outright bad, and then he's like you know, is, what, what are his shooting percentages up to now? He's still like a 38 percent three point shooter or something like that. Oh, I don't think he's anywhere close that a, to that. Is it still way 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 low or? Yeah, he just started out so poorly, at, like shooting like 21, 22 percent from three. Let's see, he's. He's up to thirty three percent now. Oh, thir- um, oh, geez, wow. Okay, this, I literally uh, have no not. way of like understanding how to process Trey Young because like he doesn't play defense. They don't win games, so it's not like he's good on differentials. He may yeah. or may not score well, which okay, he's scoring well now. But like, yeah, maybe when he starts winning, I'll re- reassess my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like D'Angelo Russell was a guy like you just gotta wait like three years. Yeah, and maybe they'll figure it out and it'll be a positive for the team. Now he is, and he's like, okay, D'Angelo Russell, probably a good player now. Yeah, point guards just develop so slowly, you know. Like, you don't really know what a point guard is until, like, their third or fourth year in the league. So we'll just have to see, like, what happens with Trey Young, like, over the next, like, once the, once the Hawks, like, 
get into the playoffs. I'd like to see what Trey Young looks like in the playoffs and how other teams scheme around, you know, his size and, you know, putting, getting him caught in switches and seeing, seeing how that works. Yeah. He's, he's going to be an unbelievable offensive player. If if he, you know, gets that shooting percentage up near 40 um, from three. Uh, They got to tank better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, 17.5 points a game. Uh, for him in just 30 minutes, uh, 7.7 assists. That's That's got to be near the all-time record for a rookie. Um, let's keep it moving. Shout out Boban. Clean uh, MRI on his knee. Um, probably the coolest member of the Sixers. Uh, is, is there anyone who can match him? Or is it, is, is it Boban for the runaway? For, of the Sixers? Oh, he's yes. by far the coolest. Um, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, though, I don't know. Like um, I, cool is the wrong word, but whichever one of the secret the um, the Sixers players secretly poisoned Zaire Smith with peanuts um, to get into the rotation. They're they're like up there. You guys you guys believe that conspiracy theory, right? That, that Zaire Smith was poisoned. He was dosed. Like this whole time, I mean, all season. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like he lost like however many pounds. He was like very sick. I, I don't know. I, I I'm just saying, keep an eye on JJ Redick. That's the what man, I'm saying. The man okay. has connected okay. to human trafficking. He did huh. nothing about it. Um. So just you know, and all of a sudden Zaire Smith is uh, he, you know, who's threatening to take maybe take his starting spot. All of a sudden, peanut poison. Sounds like sounds like we should uh, we should delve into a role playing narrative game that tries to figure out who poisoned Zaire Smith. <laughs> We might just, we might just have to do that. Okay. After Brian Colangelo. <laughs> Brian Colangelo. Actively sabotaging the team now? Or it's his wife. You never know. Oh, never know who's Brian, in control right Brian, Brian, Brian Colangelo is trying to kill members of the uh, Sixers staff like Joffrey. Ben Dietrich, look out. Drink out we of the flask. We haven't heard from Hinky in a while. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Somebody help Ben Dietrich. He's, tar- he's being targeted. You thought, I just realized this, but you would have thought like Hanky would have got hired before down, uh, Ferry. Like that's kind of wild. Like considering how there's like a literal cult following for Hankyism, and yeah. like Ferry was ousted because he read a, a racist scouting report. It's just it's kind of funny to. <laughs> Yeah, almost like those guys care less about that than being punished by the league. Owners suck. Give her to the owners. Is, was there a better story in the NBA the past year than the Brian Colangelo, um, uh, normal caller, find a new slant story? No, absolutely not. <laughs> and the, the, and the NBA has some great ones, too. Yeah, what's, what else is up there? The, the Jimmy Butler uh, Timberwolves practice, um, that, was, that was pretty classic. The, the um the the trade is dead the 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 trade where they thought they were getting Dylan Brooks and it was actually Marshawn Brooks because the Wizards <laughs> didn't intimate correct they didn't use names that just reminds me incredible. of when the Magic GM got fired and his whole draft board was on the <laughs> wall <laughs> it sucked and it wasn't a good board <laughs> <It sucked. laughs> well, was Jeff Green on the board 
No, yeah, there was like a oh, target. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was like a shooting, a shooting. It was like, and then they were like saying like players that they were like targeting, and like one of them was Kelly Olynyk, like and, uh, Jeff Green. You're thinking oh, of um, the the Kings board, which which was revealed, and uh, there was the Andrew Wiggins uh, comp and said floor uh, Jeff Green. Uh, not far off. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, were they wrong? That's good scouting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? There's got to be another classic story that we're missing in this past year. Um, I don't know about classic, but there's a new story about uh, financially intelligent Heat big man Kelly Olynyk on track for a comfortable post NBA life. Kelly Olynyk is uh, a front runner for a guy who I feel like <laughs> would have a very comfortable post NBA life. He doesn't seem like a very uh, frivolous guy. Probably no. one of the most frugal NBA players, I would say, would be Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, no, Kelly Olynyk. He's got Bill Walton energy for sure. <laughs> yeah. like, he's going to take millions of dollars and go hide away up in Canada somewhere and have national health care and free weed. Like, I mean, I think all of us would be like, that's pretty good. Kelly Olynyk is going to join the Chum squad. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to start streaming under the name Dr. Chum and like regularly. <laughs> regularly. And we're all, all going to become Chum boys. And like, Chum fucking, boys. He should go, <laughs> go play for Don Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was a great thing, Don Nelson with the uh, with all that stuff. It wasn't really a story, but I really enjoyed. Uh, somebody turned me on to the fact that Giannis posts a lot of like periscopes or like Instagram lives or something, where it's like basically him talking about all the sex he has with his girlfriend. And him immediately getting in trouble with his girlfriend yelling at him and the stream will cut out. And it's happened like four times where he'll be like, uh, the Greek freak, because I'm a freak on the court and in the sheets. And then you'll hear, stop! And then it'll just cut out. <laughs> just no! Stop! It's just fucking incredible that Giannis is also like uh, just immediately just getting yelled at for uh, loving to post too much. It's uh, real Elon Musk energy for our man Giannis. It reminds me of early Childish Gambino when all of his song lyrics were about like flexing that he can have sex now. That he <laughs> is on an NBC show. Gershon, big uh, Childish Gambino fan, apparently. Yeah. Very. Yeah, where, where's Gershon in, in the middle of all of all this despair and, and sadness? He, he, is, he is the jester of the team. He, he is the beacon of light. He's soon to be overseas. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to be in New Orleans. They need that salary. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I, I I hated that when it left my mouth. I'm sorry, Gershon. I didn't mean it. Yeah, boo. Yeah. My lovely son. Uh, I, I think Video that... Vixen? I don't know. Yeah. Um, question 13. Uh, the the Trailblazers got, got stuck on an elevator in Boston. I, I ask you guys... Uh, who would be the worst team to be stuck on an elevator with? I, it's got to be the Blazers. If I were, well, let me just say something. No, you get if to I hang out Blazers, with Evan Turner, dude. No, 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 no. Hear me out, though. If I were in that elevator and the Blazers got on, and I see Enos Cantor in there, and then all of a sudden the uh, the the lights go out in the escalator, I'm guessing that an AKP Turkish squad is about to pump bullets through the escalator and, or the elevator in an assassination attempt. I'm about to become a tragedy of. Uh, uh, Gulanist AKP struggle of Turkish politics. That is easily the scariest thing. I can't believe. Can you imagine um, 
fucking uh, I'm forgetting his name. The Blazers rookie who went came straight from high school. Uh, that that poor Anthony kid. Simmons. Yeah, Anthony Simmons or Simons. Yeah, Anthony Simons just being like, uh, this is how I die. Because I'm sure I don't know that that is absolutely the scariest. Second scariest would be Zion because if Zion can blow out a Nike shoe, he can definitely blow out an elevator. Um, uh, you know, no, it's the Lakers. It's a, you, do you really want to be stuck in an elevator with Lance Stevenson? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, there's no stairs, so Javale. you've you've removed half of the. They'd definitely get yeah, Javale putting his finger puppet tattoo up to his mouth. No, the Lakers. That would be and a Rondo. Bad. Dude, Rondo's not putting up with that. Like one person says the the some dumb, like probably me. I'm getting a fit, like fist right in the face. Whose movie would be like live streaming it? <laughs> um, is there another team I'm forgetting? I don't know. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler would be pretty awful to be stuck in an elevator with. <laughs> the worst NBA players to get stuck in an elevator with. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, what else is funny is uh, Ben Simmons is sh- shooting threes now. Um, it's pretty funny. Not really a question. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on this? Uh, I, I, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely proud of him for doing it. Yeah. I, I'd also like to take this as an example that you can accomplish anything with cyberbullying. You can be a college student in BU, and you, there can be a millionaire, a multi-millionaire uh, basketball player who's going out with a Kardashian, and you could psychologically damage him enough to like physically change his like how he operates and does his job strictly through cyberbullying. So uh, that this is a true win for trolls and um, uh, internet meanies like us. Dude, every day we go online and we think we're just gonna like own people and like just own the world and you know being correct, and we're just constantly coming up short. And it's just like, wow, it doesn't really matter how much you're good with posting. But Ben Simmons is the the small small glimpse of light. Second best team in the West. Who you got? Uh, probably, I'd say the Thunder. Probably Kings. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Denver. Now that they got it, baby. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Denver. Too. Forgot they got it back. I'll take the Rockets to lose in the conference finals. So Michael Porter Jr. is Duncan. Crazy dunks. I saw that. So that's gonna happen soon. I'm excited. I want, I want to get his. I want to get his chubby brother. He's he's like literally. I like him. Saul. Uh, he's incredible. I want Jonte real bad. Yeah. Let's get the fat. I want the fat brother who's just got like skills on skills. Big baby. Uh, Redux. Yeah, no, he no, he's no. This is this is the, the best thing about um about Jonte Porter is all of his comps are white guys <laughs> like his like Kelly Olynyk and the Gasol brothers. It's I love him. He's incredible. I want him on the team so badly. If you thought you liked white guards that acted like black dudes, how about a white dude that acts like? Wait, how <laughs> about a black center that <laughs> that plays like a skill? Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons would come out with like some sort of convoluted award name for this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> the Cory Booker Award. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Senator Booker. I'm sorry. 
Please don't at me. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton, please don't at me. Uh, that's so funny. Um, who's your guys' MVP? Giannis. Um, oh God. Uh, you guys are going to make me be the, the KOC uh, uh, Harden guy. I don't know. I, honestly, Paul George. I, I'm, I would consider Paul George. We'll see what happens the rest of the year. I think it's too close to say anything right now, but I'd probably go Paul George. If the Bucks get the one seed, it's kind of hard. Because yeah. they have no other all-stars, eh? Yeah. Uh, Middleton, Middleton, but I mean, didn't he like... Oh, yeah. is, was, yeah, wasn't, he, um, yeah, wasn't he a replacement? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Uh Neither team could hit a shot in that Bucks game, but uh, I, I, I was still I was impressed by the Bucks. Uh, just they they can, they can they can punish switches, kind of kind of similar to the like the Celtics and yeah, um, like hey, Brooke can Lopez. Bring, can we bring the energy down a little bit? This is getting <laughs> a little too crazy. <laughs> um, too frenetic. <laughs> what, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Robert Hayward? Uh, asking Gordon to uh, stop playing. I think I said Robert. Shout out to uh, sh- shout out to local Dingus on Twitter. Gamer wives matter. We love <laughs> oh, our yeah. gamer wives. Um, we will not. We will protect all gamer wives. Um, I I think that this is kind of the subplot. Is that we're, we're hurtling towards a Gordon Hayward divorce. Oh. He's letting gaming consume his life, and we, we seriously might have a, a red pill MRA guy on the team in, as soon as next year. I hope that is not the case, but he's got to get those apex, baby. Got to get those kill streaks. Yeah, everyone yelling at her because we had to go. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's so many streamers, and it's about, like, streaming with Gordon Hayward getting mad because his, like, he has three daughters. She's like, you got to go to the gym. And he's like, ah, shit. It's the most I've ever been able to relate to a a professional athlete. Yeah. That moment. (laughs) Our king. Oh, man. Uh, Have you guys seen the LeBron's... uh... Self-congratulatory Instagram posts. No. Oh God. <laughs> this is in the middle of all this Lakers turmoil. You know, he, he's 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 posting things. You know, graphics of, of you know his like points and assists rankings um, historically. Um, it's it's tremendously oh. aloof. Um, <laughs> he's not mad. It. It's, a, it's, it's actually a, funnier to him. Brand uh, though. He and his hot stats are laughing about it. He's at that stage in his life where he's like a dad that goes down to the basement to find his old like basketball trophy. I'm <laughs> on like the mantle, just like you know, we gotta have these. Well, LeBron getting uh, like destroyed off of wine and talking about like yeah. all the like making Lonzo like sit back down when he gets back up so he can tell him more about how he lost to Paul Pierce in Game Seven, but he's like he's too drunk and he's like misremembering it. He thinks he won. Yeah, he's playing them on DVDs. Like putting these burned discs. I mean, this is the only thing we have to look forward to for the rest of the season. Is this the Lakers? I don't know. I I personally hope Kyrie like just. I want Kyrie to like eventually just start an international incident, and just start like like it turns out like what Kyrie was actually mad about it wasn't actually anyone on the Celtics. He was like. 
are really mad about like the uh, the the deep state not acknowledging um, that the cryptoids are are making uh, stronger moves, and I just want him to like single out Bigfoot as being like really <laughs> selfish um, and not like actually uh, doing anything that the Celtics need. He's never in the right place, um, and then I also want him to uh, accuse. Uh, and then I want him to accuse someone else of just being the Green River Killer. Actually, did the Green River Killer actually get caught? I can't remember. This is this is what they want you to remember. No, like Kyrie should he should, like he should probably just assassinate all of his teammates one by one until he's the only player left on the Celtics. So he's by law has all the shots to take because mm-hmm. that's the best that's the best offense if. Kyrie's the only player on the team, and he takes mm-hmm. all the shots. And this is what everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I agree. Last question, guys. Just this is more of a free for all. What, what do you guys want to get off your chest? Oh boy. Uh, real quick, Tell Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines is important. Oh, that's a good one. Like the Celtics' record with Aaron Baines just playing is. Hey, this is a really good team, and the Celtics record without him is hey, this is a 500 team. Yeah, and that, that's just this season, and that's it's a lot of it's a big sample, and we can't lose sight of that. And mm-hmm. he better get us that thank you. <laughs> if we're just super practical about like how we you know view the environment, and if we realize that it's a flat Earth that we need to you know be conscious of, we can make solutions that will you know not do anything to help. But the Earth will be like, they'll, they'll appreciate it. So they'll, they'll stop the whole trajectory we're on, which will save the simulation that we're being a part of, which is a sad one, as we all know. I'm, I'm sorry, I've just been talking to Kyrie way too much lately. I've been messing with myself. Uh, all right, well... <laughs> That's all. That's all I got. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Um, uh, B- Borat, Borat, Zach Lowe. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> very nice. It is time of show that is favorite. Zach Lowe talk about his undies. You go to meundies.com. You put in three dollar offer code, and you too can be on show with Wendy. Wendy, uh, you are very plugged into uh, LeBron James situation. Uh, do you think uh, he fights or he rides? Uh, well, Zach, uh, you know, there's something uh, we all know about LeBron James. is He's a literal genius. Um, when my wife was divorcing me in Italy, uh, LeBron actually called her up and, and told her not to do that anymore. Um, I, I had posted about it, which is something you should always do if you're worried your wife is, is going to divorce you. And it, it panned out for me. <laughs> Very nice, Wendy. Momo, do you have any thoughts? That, that's uh, Zach Lowe for it. <laughs> I did have a serious question if we're still podcasting. What's the lowest amount of... We are barely... <laughs> well, we are. We're going we're gonna to bring this back. What's the lowest amount that Terry would accept for a trade for AD that would be okay for both sides. So like say somebody's like, I'll pay you $10 million, but that because of the whole rules, like that means the Celtics only get a $5 million cap. It would, would everybody be okay? Like is Danny just be like, let's just, let's just move on. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the team to pay him ten million. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think that it's going to depend on the team. See, it's like hard because you need everyone else would need to like settle their business. I think somebody's going to have enough cap room that they might want to give Terry like a ten million dollar like one year deal or something like that. Um, but I, I don't like you know it's just tough. I I, I don't see the team out there. Terry's been so bad. I can't see a team willing to pay him like more than eight million dollars a year now. The Celtics might just be able to keep him, but, <laughs> but what if what if what if Danny Ainge just like played them so, like a uh, smart video from this year, just be like, hey, we we took a risk on this guy, and he, he just he's good now. Well, smart was always good, so that's not fair. But all right, I can't. I don't have a I don't have a sample. I mean, at this point, even if Kyrie leaves, do you think that they retain Terry Rozier? No, I mean, why? Yeah, that's where I'm at. I got a T-shirt of him. <laughs> yeah, John is the most invested, and in... he's willing to say say, yeah. la, say la vie. I gave money to Barstool to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was really the was the was the T-shirt an overpay? I think it was like twenty five bucks, but it had the confetti in it, and it's it's a dope shirt. It's just. You know, can't really walk around wearing a scary Terry shirt anymore. They'll pull it together. I'm, I I feel confident that in a, in a few weeks we'll be riding high again. I, I I think the Celtics are built for the playoffs. Um, I, I think it's like the inflection point is like round two. Um, I don't know if they can beat the Bucks in a seven game series. I don't know if they'll make the finals, but I feel pretty good about them at least winning one, and probably and and being competitive in a second series. I mean, like, Brad Stevens has forced himself to play so many players during the regular season because he's, like, doesn't want anybody to get injured, which is understandable. But, you know, hopefully in the playoffs when he's just like, I'm going to play the eight players that are good, and we'll figure it out from there. Maybe they're better. I think so. Let's end on that note. Mm -hmm. Um, That was Lucky's Pipe. I'm Matt Ignall. You heard uh, my brother Jonathan, Efren Ramos, Sam Sheehan. We'll see you next time here on the ATO Show.